Welcome to the official podcast from mycreditstatus.co.za. We will be introducing you to credit experts who will be providing valuable insight and advice from your financial health to improving your credit status and score. Your host for the show is Laura Palmieri. Hi, and welcome to My Credit Status Podcast. Chatting to me today is Ryan McCarthy, a financial advisor at Hewitt Wealth. Ryan has built up extensive experience in the investment industry over the last nine years, working as an equity analyst, private client's portfolio manager, and more recently as a financial advisor. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for having me. Okay. Now, this current COVID-19 pandemic has caused a lot of panic and uncertainty, leaving many people with questions about their financial future and the resultant impact of this pandemic going forward. So that brings us to why we have you on the show today. So the obvious topic of conversation at the moment is COVID-19. How much of a threat is it to South African investors and to retirement savings in the long term? Laura, that's a good question. Um, COVID-19 has obviously had a big impact on, you know, not just the financial markets, but on, you know, the economy as a whole. And But when you're specifically asking here about, you know, retirement savings and South African investors, so just honing in on the investment side of things, equities from the highs that we had in March and in the pullback in COVID, um, the all share index was down about 32% over that period. But remember that this kind of um, drop is driven, it's an event-driven crisis and not a fundamental crisis as the last financial crisis was. But obviously, given how long this has gone on for, you know, does impact how, you know, different companies are earning their income and then obviously how that impacts your investments. Um, But then also you've got to remember that a lot of the retirement savings plans, um, investors were regulated by Reg 28, so you could only have a max exposure of 75% to equities, and that's including property as a whole. Um, So given that pullback, a lot of those investors' retirement savings capital would have had a combination of equity, property, bonds, and cash. I see. So they wouldn't have been as severely impacted as you know a pure equity investor. Um, and given the way markets have recovered since, um, those you know clients are back to more majority of clients are back to that same. They've gone back to back to almost where they were. Okay. Now, yeah, and the one that the, that the savers really have to keep in, in mind um, is that given the rate cuts that we've had in South Africa and globally, that obviously has a big impact on you know people that are looking to, to retire now and those that are already retired that rely on the interest rates. Um, where going into COVID, you could get a 7 8% from money market. Now you're getting all the way down at 5% because of those rate cuts. Yes, that's actually true. So on the one side, it's great if, you, if you're looking to, to purchasing a new home. On the downside is, as you mentioned, with the interest that's going to be earned at the moment. Exactly. So actually, it brings back to the next question. So what advice would you give someone retiring right now? So my advice for someone retiring now or looking to retire in the next two to five years would be to ensure that they have a long-term financial plan in place and in particular that it's actively managed and it's reviewed at least annually. And what I mean by a long-term financial plan, it's got to incorporate your risk, your retirement planning, risk cover, death and succession planning. Um, and then obviously tying that all together, you have to bring that um, 
you know, align it with your needs and objectives, so your risk appetite, and then at the same time, review what you're currently paying for fees, the tax implications of your current structure, because obviously you know, you're going to start drawing from that structure, and then obviously your investment performance. So if your investments are mandated to, you know, return a specific objective, yes. and if they aren't, then, you know, then that's something you need to have a look at for the future. Um, but the crux of the matter is that it's critical to ensure that your asset allocation takes account of your risk tolerance, as well as your short-term, medium, and long-term needs and objectives, and that you stick to that strategy. Obviously, you can tweak it here and there as you, you know, progressing into your retirement yes. um, life, but that these cycles, you know, they happen, um, and they do take time to, you know, um, get back, back to, to normal. And basically, also, like you mentioned as well, to have it reviewed at least once a year. Yeah, so the reviewing is the, the, the most important part because, mm. as you know, in life, there's always you know, additional expenses that you have, um, your objectives change, um, your needs change too. So you know, having someone that you know, can have a look um, and review your structure on an annual basis or sometimes even quarterly, you can just ensure that you are you know, on track to retire comfortably and, um, and for the long term. Okay. Now, how do you protect investments as a wealth manager and savings from the anomalies like the effects of the coronavirus and other short-term effects that affect the market? Yeah, so this is a real important one. Yeah. Um, and it's something that comes through um, in times like these. Correct. Um, firstly, like I mentioned earlier, you've got to structure your client's portfolio or if you're doing it personally you structure your portfolio based on what your needs and objectives are so you really need to identify those um, and then align that with the well diversified risk adjusted investment allocation so what i'm meaning is when you retire like let's say it's age 65 um, and you've got to project your income up until age 100 as for say just so that you you know cater for all those needs and then you bring it back to today um, and then you base what capital you have and what your objectives are, and then you allocate that money, or an investment advisor would allocate that money to a well-diversified portfolio. So you'd yeah. have a portion you know, that's generating interest in the beginning, and then your longer-term assets that are generating your capital growth. So it's, it's basically a basket that you're putting together of different investment structures in order to safeguard you with events like what happened now. So you're not sitting exactly. all your eggs in one basket like this. You've actually diversified it so you can carry this, this kind of semi-crash because it will rectify itself and your portfolio is covered with other entities. Like. Exactly. So you really want to have a look at something that's well diversified. Mm. So let's say you're retiring um, and then all of a sudden equity markets look attractive and you put everything in equity markets. It's not a good idea because that's all that, you know, that's your nest egg for retirement. You've got to find something that's, you know, generating the interest side and the capital side, um, and then that's going to give you your retirement income for the foreseeable future or based on what your needs and objectives are. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense there, actually. All right. Now, is it worth investing in a retirement product during this time of COVID-19? And before you answer that question, can you briefly explain what different types of retirement products there are? Okay, let me first, I'll start with the second part of your question. Yeah, that's um, easier. With re so retirement products can, they brought, if you break it down, you've got 
one side of it is where it's individual retirement products, and then the other side of it where there's an employer relationship. So on the employer relationship side, you've got your pension fund and provident fund. So that would be, you know, majority of people that are employed will have some kind of a fund set up with their um, respective employers. Um, and then normally on top of that, there's tied in risk covers and, and the likes. And then on the individual side, you'd have your retirement annuities. Um, and then obviously this is all pre-tax money. So what you would do there is you invest, you get the tax break um, when you submit your tax. Um, and then once you retire from these funds, um, that's where you're allowed to take one third in cash um, and the other two thirds uh, have to be invested into annuity. And then getting back to your first part of the question about whether it's worthwhile investing in retirement products during um, COVID-19. Um, this one, obviously with an employment contract, you bound to that, um, you know, the pension or the provident yes. fund as a percentage of your salary. But if you're having a look at the retirement annuity side, um, there it's depending if it's what retirement product it is in, if it's a short-term type of retirement product or if it's the new generation ones. Um, but a retirement annuity, you've got to remember that that's not your be-all and end-all of saving for retirement. Um, you kind of want to have a combination between discretionary and compulsory investments where your retirement products fits into the compulsory um, but investing in a retirement annuity product, number one, it gives you the tax break because mm -hmm. um, you can reduce your, you know, your tax tax payable by what you're contributing up to those certain levels. Um, and then the second part of it is is that whatever you invest in there, you get the tax break, obviously. But then there's no interest tax, there's no dividends tax, there's no capital gains tax. So that compounding. You know, it, it plays in your favor until retirement, and then only once you retire do you start, um, you know, paying tax on on the income that you earn from that. Okay, so basically, kind of almost answered it. But what is your personal opinion regarding a retirement annuity at this stage? Yeah, so I would still, if you've got one in place, and if your budget allows for it, I would still stick to you know the rule of thumb of doing ten to fifty percent of your your monthly income um, and stick to your retirement annuity because that's part of your plan you're mm -hmm. saving for retirement but at the same time you know during COVID-19 um, people's incomes have been um, reduced um, as a, you know um, so you've got to have a look at it from both sides look at it from you know what you can afford and then also um, you know your long-term retirement plans um, is it, can a consumer, if they, if they are already in an existing retirement plan and they, they have X amount that they're contributing every month, can they decrease that amount for a certain period? They can. So this is this is where I mentioned earlier where if you're having a look at a, an insurance type of um, retirement annuity and, you know, those kind of retirement annuities often um, there's a whole lot of different fees built into that. Um, so if you do reduce your payment or you you cancel your monthly contribution, there could be penalties tied to that. Whereas if you you know take out um, a new generation retirement annuity where you don't have all those um, fees and, um, built into it, then you can adjust your retirement annuity contributions as and when. You can either do a lump sum at the end of the year. You can do monthly contributions. Um, it just ba it just depends on yeah. what the providers' minimums and maximums are. So a lot of them will have, you know, a set minimum monthly debit order amount and a set minimum lump sum amount. 
Okay. So the other question is, have there been any changes to the living annuity drawdown rates during COVID-19? Yes, so that's one that's just come into, so they've passed it lately in the last couple of weeks. Um, but with the living annuity, before the changes, um, you were only allowed to withdraw between 25 to 17.5% of your living annuity. So just to be clear, a living annuity is once you retire from a retirement annuity or pension or provident fund, your two-thirds has to be into some kind of an annuity, um, and one of them is the living annuity. Um, and then you're allowed to withdraw between 25 and 17.5% per annum. What they've done is they've relaxed or reduced that um, the, in monthly or the income drawdown rate. So now you're allowed to withdraw from 0.5% to, to 20% per annum, and that can be broken down on a monthly, quarterly, biannual okay. or annual basis. Um, and the reason for them really doing doing that is if you go, if you look on the lower end, the 0.5% is for those that don't really want to draw the income yes. and rather want that capital to grow, <laughs> given the market's pulled down so much they want, so they want that to recover. And then the higher end of the 20% is, is more for the people that are, you know, needing that additional income yeah. so that they can draw that amount. Um, so for now, it's from the 1st of June to the 30th of September. Um, after the relief period, then you'll go back to your original um, annuity drawdown rates, um, or they could extend this relief period past. Okay, so it's not going to be forever. It's just at the current situation, and they might extend it. It's just at the current, um, during COVID-19, mm -hmm. so during this phase, it's almost um, like they're giving the, the client the, the relief. Um, yeah. But at the same time, this has been a topic going on for quite a while now. So, you know, with these changes, um, we could see see some permanent changes going forward. Okay. I think we touched on this briefly, but we need to just clarify what happens if a consumer defaults on their RO payments, especially now with what's going on. So they cannot yes. afford that monthly payment. Yeah. So that takes me back to that same yeah. one where I mentioned whether it's an insurance type retirement product or, or a new generation. Mm -hmm. So the new generation retirement annuities, you can you know you can stop that payment straight away. You just got to submit um, the relevant paperwork through your advisor or the different product provider. If it's an insurance type, um, reducing or stopping those monthly um, debit orders could have a negative, or could there could be a penalty attached to that. So before you do anything, rather query, um, you know, get a, a paid-up quote or um, or ask your advisor to get a paid-up quote, just so you can make sure that there aren't any unnecessary um, penalties due to you know, reducing your monthly payment or stopping it in total. Okay, so basically, they really a consumer should really make sure before before doing any of this, like you said, to actually find out exactly the penalties or what 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 they can actually do about it before actually stopping and saying I can't afford it and then just not making the payments. Exactly, and you know this at the same time, everyone, even if you're not thinking about reducing, you know your or stopping your monthly payments, you should find out what your retirement annuity um, penalties are um, or the fees that are tied in. Whether you've got an existing one or you're starting a new one, you know, always have a look at what the, um, the costs involved and if there are any early termination um, penalties attached to that product. I'm not going to lie, at one stage I was thinking of, of reducing mine, but there's a part of me saying it's like what you mentioned before, it's a forced savings. 
So I stopped thinking of it as something to reduce, and I just kept it aside and saying that's my savings. Yeah. No, so you've got to have, it's like you said, it's you've got to have a look at it from the. It's either the forced savings, or you're getting, you know, you're getting the tax break. So that additional amount you're putting in, you, the tax saving is, you know, generating, you know, comp, that return is compounding until you do retire. So there are benefits there, but at the same time, like I said, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket and, and purely retire on a, I mean, rely on a retirement annuity product at retirement. You kind of want to have a split between your discretionary and your compulsory. Okay. So then on a final note, do you see any opportunities in the market at the moment? <laughs> yeah. So obviously, given the pullback um, and you know, the impact on the markets at the time, there were a lot of companies that were sold that had great balance sheets. They had a, you know dedicated consumers. Um, they were brilliantly run businesses, and they were impacted just as hard as the likes. So you would have seen in your unit trust shape portfolios, retirement annuities and the likes, that equity component would have been rebalanced um, and people would have, or your portfolio managers would have taken advantage of that pullback. Um, currently, if I can quickly mention a few data points, if we have a look at the S&P 500 and the all shares, an example, yeah. uh, both of them were down from their highs in March, um, were down to the low. After the the you know the um, COVID nineteen, they both pulled back roughly thirty two percent in their currencies, um, so in dollars and in rands. The return since the lows after COVID nineteen, S and P five hundred has given you about thirty four percent. Sure. Um, the all shares returned about thirty percent since that low. So if you have a look, what the market still, or if you want to call it outstanding. Um, return that it still owes you from the highs pre-COVID-19 is about 10% in the S&P 500 and 12% in the All Share Index. So there is still a lot of return out there, but you're going to be very selective on your on your um, stock picks. Um, but you would have seen in your portfolios, managers have realigned um, the likes of SA banks, a selected few SA Inc. stocks would have been added to your portfolio given the upside. Then, then on the offshore side, S&P 500 or the U.S. stocks have rallied, um, and you, you'll more than likely start seeing a tilt to emerging market equities or um, Europe that's slightly more attractive. Yeah, and then, given that it's retirement annuities, you do have a lot of exposure to bonds. Um, and during COVID-19, we had our bond yields shoot all the way up to about 11, 12 percent. Wow. Um, and a lot of managers would have would have added those to your portfolios. Um, and the attractiveness of the bonds are you looking yeah. at you looking at attractive real yields of in excess of four percent, and real yield meaning it's after um, inflation. So it's very attractive from that point. Actually, you know what? After this podcast, I think I'm going to go look at my my portfolio and see what my advisor has done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but I think it's always it's always very important during these times and. Um, gets you back to that annual review, mm. at least a minimum annual review, that you always check that things are in line, um, working as they should be. Um, and then if not, you either got to make adjustments on your investment side or you make adjustments on you know, what you, you're currently spending. No, absolutely. Okay, thank you, Ryan, for taking the time to be on our podcast. Uh, we really do appreciate your invaluable input. 
And to our listeners, stay safe and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to My Credit Status Podcast. Make sure you tune into our next show where we will continue to provide you with valuable information about your credit health. We value your feedback, so we would love it if you can rate and review us on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you can be alerted as soon as a new episode is live. Visit mycreditstatus.co.za.